and we're live with Paranormal Dash Spirits. This is where we come to get our booze on, talk about booze with all my favorite booze. <laughs> I'm Mike Black. This is Alyssa Black, my wife. Hi. And John Burkett, my best friend. Hello. And tonight, we are going to start the night off just like we do every night when we have our um, our podcast, and that's with the drink of the day or the drink of the night, as the case may be. And this one is a celebrity tequila tonight, and this is, uh, what do you call it, Clooney juice? Clooney juice. George Clooney's tequila. Casamigos, and this is the Añejo. This is the one that's been aged, and the uh, more than three hundred sixty-four days to become an Añejo. I don't know exactly how long he ages it, but it's one hundred percent pure agave. I doubt he actually. Well, I'm sure he has a a, a master tequila or tequilero. Yeah, the fancy word. Uh, the fancy word <laughs> that that does all this, and so I'm going to pass this out. One tequila, two tequila, two tequila, three tequila, floor, floor, more. <laughs> what do we say? Cilantro, cilantro. cilantro. What is tequila? Cilantro. Yeah. Tequila. Yeah, that's pretty damn good. That's so good. Love that, me some tequila. Every, I'll tell you, this is really one of my favorite tequilas now. I mean... It's shocking that this is a celebrity liquor because most that's celebrity what I'm liquors saying. are trash. Most of them, <laughs> most celebrity anything, I look at it and I go, that's, you know, that's not really that good. And this is, I'm not, I'm not calling it Classe Azul. It's close. But it ain't too far off of Classe Azul. And this is... The price point on this, what is it, babe? Didn't you just buy some? <laughs> Didn't you buy that tonight? <laughs> Honestly, I'm, lied. She usually that asks, is. I'm the price point, point asker. I wanna, okay, I wanna, go I ahead. Guess around sixty ish. What's the price point on this, babe? It is. Uh, I think I paid fifty between fifty and sixty. I don't remember exactly what it was. This is about fifty for the Reposado. Of this, isn't it? I, th- I want to say it's like 56 57 something like that for a 750 which I think is an absolutely, it's a, I think it's a steal at that price. You know, we've talked about how uh, our favorite tequila, Classe Azul, has gone up, you know, since we started drinking it, and it was, what, uh, $100 a bottle, and that was a good price at that time. Um but now it's at 160 for a 780. No it? way. The other day, I've seen 160. I haven't seen 180, but I believe you. I think down the road it was 180. Oh my God, and that's overpriced. Just, I mean, it just is. It's overpriced. Well, I just think it just goes to show you that inflation happens everywhere. Because if it was once 120, okay, fine. No, we're talking great. in two years though. No, I know, but I'm saying like 100. Some people are like, well, what's 160 versus 120? Well, a lot. A bottle of that. Yeah. I mean, truly. Absolutely. Yeah. I can buy two bottles of really good stuff. Used to for what I could buy Class A. Now, granted, Class A is really pretty. The mm-hmm. bottle is amazing. Yeah, and, the, and the There's tequila is delicious. Yeah. yeah, it's good tequila. But 160 because it just for those of us that have like paid for it when it was 120 and you're like, okay, that that's a splurge. Right. You save it for people that are like, I've never had it. I like tequila. I've seen that bottle. I want to try it. Or you save it for people like me who hated tequila. And then you're <laughs> like, wait, true. wait, wait, wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now 160, like to us, it's just like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like that's, that's... almost just like a slap in the face. Cause that's a, I mean, that's a significant increase. Oh, it's just it's forty percent increase. Who, I mean, yeah, it's cutting out the people who are going to actually buy it. It you could know. be the importer changed, mm-hmm. and they decided to jack the price up. Could be mm-hmm. the cost of porcelain because that bottles, or it could just be the of- inflation because it became popular, <clears throat> and they're like, "Hey, this is popular now. Let's charge more money." I think that's what it is, yeah. honestly, because you know you see it on all the the rappers' videos and stuff like that, <laughs> which I mean. But, you know, 
tequila though is one of those things is, and we've talked about this before that you know most people's experience with tequila is Jose Cuervo and it's like you know because it is ugh. it's right. horrible and even you know when I turned you on to, to, to tequila it was like my no. memory was two fingers tequila Jose Cuervo gold yeah. Montezuma and I remember the conversation in our kitchen and when you're college. like I'm like, I offered you te- tequila. And I go, oh, this is Casa Azul. You know, this is unicorn tears. This is the best thing in the world. This and is you're... unicorn tears. <laughs> and John is like, no, I don't drink tequila, tequila, and I don't get along. And I go, oh, but you haven't had this tequila. And the uh, and sure enough, now John is a tequila drinker and, you know, a connoisseur of tequilas. And, and this, this is this more, one... reminds me of whiskey, but, you know, this and Casa Azul, but mm-hmm. have a almost whiskey-like flavor to them. There's caramel notes in here. There there are caramel notes in this. And this is... Look at the legs on that sucker. Mm -hmm. This is really good tequila. And for, what, a third of the price? (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah. A third of the price of what uh, Classe Azul would be. And you know, George and Amal, they have a house on Lake Como that needs to be paid for. This is a serious mortgage. We're talking a multi-million dollar mortgage. <laughs> I'm sure that it is. Uh, <laughs> it's probably oh, a twenty funny. million dollar home. And- it probably is. So and uh, so, I, I this is John's going to bring us a story tonight. And the reason John brings us the story tonight because after our second attempt, I'm gonna hang. I'm just gonna put it out there because I because <laughs> everybody's gonna call BS. On I'm gonna this. keep watching the lights on the cameras when you're I'm, I'm gonna about call it. BS on this because I think it's BS. But we have tried on two different occasions to record the story of the original Exorcist. Which check the lights yeah, on the cameras. cameras. On. Yeah, camera's still on. We're still recording on audio. So after two attempts, we've had a hard drive failure. We had a camera that failed during recording. We had our soundboard that only recorded uh, 10 minutes and stopped at 10 minutes exactly. Camera stopped at five minutes. One of the cameras stopped at five minutes. The second time the camera stopped at five minutes. One of them did. Yeah. So it's it's almost like it that story is cursed. So, what we're going to try to do is get through this story and not have a mechanical failure or technical difficulties or or something like that. So, John, take it away. What are we talking about tonight? Tonight, we're going to talk about Bobby Mackey's Music World. So, this is the one that's been on uh, Uh, It's been on Ghost Adventures a couple of times. Uh, Jack Osborne's been there with uh, Katrina Weidman on their Portals to Hell show. It's probably up there with Pavilion Island as one of the most famous episodes of Ghost Adventures. It was season one, episode one, in fact. Mm-hmm. It was the very first episode of the series. Back when they were good? Did I just say <laughs> back, that? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? I, Despite how the show has changed over the years and despite right. the drama and uh, <gasps> the recent drama... Um, Dude, I've seen bro. I've seen every episode and almost all of them twice, and I watch all the new episodes. It's kind of like professional wrestling of paranormal. <laughs> it's like professional wrestling of paranormal, and there we have it. I heard someone you, you someone referred to uh, you can't turn it off to the uh, main host. I don't know if I should say his name. I don't want him to come after me. I'll I'll, I'll put up something on the the video where <laughs> everybody to, knows the ZB. Yeah, referred to him as the Chris Angel of Paranormal Investigators. (laughs) (laughs) But the first time they went to this place was back in 2008. So this was uh, the very first episode of the series. And this was back when ZB would get down in the dirt, crawl through tunnels and all, you know. Right. Sans respirator. No respirator, and no glasses. The weird glasses and I like those glasses. And the cap, I wear those glasses. The, those with the glasses. flat brim. I hadn't thought about those glasses. I, I like those glasses. Can I can I point something out that's totally off topic for one second? That we're at his glasses are off topic. Ten twenty seven and still recording. Has it been ten minutes? 
and 36 seconds. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> anyway, having seen that episode when mm-hmm. it was new, and I've seen it a few times since, and uh, this place stuck with me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the Bobby Mackey's Music World is a country western nightclub in Wilder, Kentucky, which. Despite the name, it's really just a suburb of Cincinnati, Ohio, on the other side of the state line. It is eight miles from Cincinnati. Um, this place has become an infamous paranormal hotspot, a mecca for investigators. Um, a little history on it. The site was originally, in the 1850s, a slaughterhouse and meatpacking plant was built at the site to serve the Cincinnati area. In the lowest part of the building, a well was dug to use as a drainage for the blood and waste nice. from the slaughterhouse. Uh, they refer to it as a well, but technically, really, it's just a drainage tunnel that goes out to the Licking River. Which is the licking. River that, licking River, which is the river that flows nearby the That place. is the name of the river. The L-I-C-K-I-N-G. Like licking, like licking a lollipop. Um which actually, that's what it in that first episode of Ghost Adventures. They're all down there. They went down to the river, found where the tunnel exits out into the river, and mm-hmm. crawled back through that Mm-mm. thing Mm-mm. until they got nope. below the club. Nope. <laughs> nope. Sorry. <laughs> it, Sorry. It's, it's, it's a no in from me. I, I've done a lot of ghost hunting, and I've been out there on a lot of investigations, but I have never crawled through. Well, I mean, you could walk. I mean, you have to hunch over, but it's... No. <laughs> Go ahead. No, sir. Yeah. Nope. Anyway. Uh, so the slaughterhouse closed in the early 1890s. And some researchers believe that the abandoned building was used by a group of Satan worshippers who used the uh, the well as a site for blood sacrifices. Animals... Etc. Um, in 1896, the murder of 22-year-old Pearl Bryan, who was a small-town girl from Greencastle, Indiana, made headlines in the region. Pearl's headless corpse was discovered in a field less than two miles from the slaughterhouse. Pearl, who was pregnant at the time, and her boyfriend Scott Jackson, who was a dental student at the Ohio College of Dental Surgery, in Cincinnati, urged her to come to Cincinnati where he could arrange for an abortion. It's highly illegal. I was going to say, the, in, uh, when 1890s, was this? 1896. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jackson and his roommate, Alonzo Walling, attempted the abortion themselves. Because they were medical students and they thought they, they could do but it. But something went horribly wrong. Uh, I've read that they initially tried to terminate the pregnancy with cocaine. And when that failed, they moved on to dental tools. And we will leave it at that. Mm -mm. Um, Bless it. To cover their tracks, uh, they put Pearl's body in an empty field and surgically removed her head. So the body cannot be identified. But they failed to remove her shoes from the body, and that's how they ended up identifying the body was by her shoes. Really? Did she ever name her shoes or something? I don't know the details, but I've read multiple accounts. It's it's the shoes is how they identified her. Maybe she did have her name written in the shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. This quickly led to their arrest. <laughs> it didn't take long to figure out who did it. Right. And uh, both men were sentenced to die. While on the gallows, Alonzo Walling vowed to haunt the area forever. Some ballsy last words. Mm -hmm. Her severed head was never found. How did they, uh, how'd they execute them? Were they hung? They were hung. That's hence the gallows part. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed gallows. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was on the gallows is when he vowed to uh, haunt the area forever. Mm -hmm. Her head, her head was never found. Uh, some have speculated that Jackson and Walling had ties to the aforementioned satanic cult and that they may have used her head in ritual in the slaughterhouse and uh, dumped it down the well. Oh. Uh, 
This feels very like Black Dahlia. This reminiscent. is the beginning of a dark history of this place. So the slaughterhouse was demolished in the early part of the 20th century, and the lot sat empty until the 1920s, when a new building was erected that served as a casino, nightclub, and speakeasy during Prohibition. When Prohibition ended in 1933, E.A. Buck Brady was his nickname, bought the building and named it the Primrose. Primrose Club. After more than a decade of successful operation, his casino caught the attention of Cincinnati mobsters who tried to muscle their way into the operation. When Brady refused to sell, the violence escalated into fighting and threats to customers in the parking lot until Buck drew a gun on a mobster named Albert Red Masterson, and uh, he was charged with attempted murder and left the casino business in 1946. Then the building lays empty and abandoned again for a while. It reopened in the 1950s as a nightclub called the Latin Quarter. The Latin Quarter. There was a woman named Johanna, who was a dance hall girl and the daughter of the nightclub's owner. She fell in love with a singer named Robert Randall, who performed there. She got pregnant. Here we are again with... The pregnancy thing. The tragic pregnancy thing. Um, mm-hmm. She intended to run off with Robert Randall together when uh, her father forbade the romance and used his criminal connections to have Robert Randall murdered. When Johanna discovered what had happened, she poisoned her father, killed him, and then took her own life in the basement of the building. Jesus Christ, where this, the is well like is. A, this is like a Macbeth it's, tragedy. Yeah. So... Side note, current owner, Bob, Bobby Mackey. His full name is Robert Randall Mackey. Really? Randall. Robert Randall was the name of the singer who fought right. murdered, right? So the Latin Quarter went on, though, and in 1978, after a series of fatal shootings at the Rough and Tumble nightclub, the local authorities were forced to close the establishment. So later the same year, in 1978, a young country singer named Bobby Mackey, or Robert Randall Mackey, mm-hmm. purchased the building and uh, turned it into a music hall and tavern that's still in operation to this day. Uh, so is it still like a club there? It's still a club. You can go there. There's no cover on Friday nights. Hey, uh, I'm all about that. Live country music. Uh, all about the weekends, that. They got drink specials. All that, if you're in the greater Cincinnati area. Free advertising for Bobby Mackey right here. If for some reason ever I was to find myself there, I would definitely uh, I, I can't see by. my I can't see myself going to Cincinnati, Ohio. No, for ever, for any reason. <laughs> for, <It's> for any <laughs> reason. Which is not... You know, it's... No, no offense to anyone in Cincinnati. I'm yeah, sure it's, it's a lovely just, city. I just, I'm sure it is. If I'm going to Kentucky, I'm going to Louisville. And like I said, I'm going to right to the bourbon places. And I'm going to the Daniel Boone Forest. I'm just not going to yeah to the state line with Ohio. So, anyway, <laughs> so paranormal phenomena in this place have continued mm-hmm. since day one. Uh one of the first things that happened, Bobby Mackey's wife, Janet, was grabbed around the waist by something, some invisible force, and dragged toward the stairs while she heard a hysterical woman screaming, get out, get out. Janet Mackey was pregnant at the time this happened. Oh. And people have reported seeing a headless corpse no doubt. Did she have shoes? Which is the... She might have had shoes. This would be did, Pearl. Did, 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 People did. think that this is Pearl. Um, Janet Mackey will, has never been in the building by herself ever since. She will not be in the building alone. Well, I, I'd have a hard time going back. I'm going to be real with you. Pregnant or I'm not, a, if you something grabs me around the waist and tells me to get out, I'm out. I'm a 250-pound ex-paratrooper. And if something grabbed me around the waist and drug me <laughs> towards the stairs, 
I, I'm out, dude. I mean, one you. has to wonder, is this Pearl or Johanna? But probably Pearl, I would think. Who cares? Trying to get her to safety. Right. It's like a helpful spirit, not sure. right. malicious. But that who's going to help me change my diaper afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Um, now, Janet's pregnancy did not end tragically. They, they have a, a daughter who is a grown woman now. But mm-hmm. uh, Bobby himself is a skeptic. I don't know how he's a skeptic. As much stuff as is going on in this place, but well, he, he said, knows he, he knows his wife he is crazy. He said he right? does not doubt the word of his family members, employees. I didn't say you were crazy. I said his wife, <laughs> police officers, and the many patrons who have experienced strange activity. Uh, it, there's some really interesting things happen there. I want to know what they did with their head. I think they dumped it down the well. That is the that's the assumption. The assumption. Because it was never found. They searched for it. Dogs tracked the scent. Did they search for it in the well? Well, it's a downhill. So it goes down about 14 foot originally. And then there's a downhill drainage to the river. And there's water flowing in there. So it could just. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I can't even. I can't even imagine. (laughs) When. Now, you said that ZB investigated. I, I, I'm probably walking all over your story. I apologize. No, that's fine. Oh, hey, when uh, ZB investigated the... Uh, I didn't say his name. I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not even up and running yet. So You don't want so, to get nicked. <laughs> right. Oh, I saw what you did there. Yee. Uh, when, when ZB went there the first time, was he affected no. Okay. He was scratched, though. Oh, was he? On his back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Three, three big old long things on his back. Of course, he was doing the ZB thing of talking smack. Mm-hmm. Instigating. <laughs> Instigating in the basement area. Um, they caught a shadow figure of one of their ex-cams in the basement mm-hmm. in the back part of the basement a human shaped figure so the all black it's one of those videos where you look at it and you're like you know you know oh that's legit that's legit <laughs> like yeah still i mean i get this is zb that got this well it was a, a static cam but yeah uh, okay it was his crew, his crew yeah. though the og crew got you yes the the origi um was certain- aaron and nick Nick, yeah. Um, <laughs> there was a thing in the bathroom where something banged on a wall. Nick would actually went in there to use to for a bio break, <laughs> right? In the bathroom and uh, running out and, and because something was banging the walls. They all three went back and it, it was a, it's a creepy place. Um, it, which the, their first investigation brings me to Carl Lawson, who was actually the uh, club's first employee. He was hired as a caretaker. And this is Bobby and a handyman. Yeah, hand a handyman who lived in a small part apartment above the club. Um, he started experiencing weird stuff. Uh, the jukebox would start playing while it was without power. Uh, they, so it wasn't plugged up. It wasn't plugged in, and it was playing a song called "The Anniversary Waltz," which was not in the jukebox. Okay. Uh, Carl claimed to see a malevolent character sometimes behind the bar who no one else saw, and he even claimed to talk to Johanna. Carl talked to Johanna. Talked to Johanna. Uh, If you'll remember, she was the, Mm -hmm. at the time when it was the Latin Quarter, she was the the one that poisoned her dad. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. And then killed herself in the basement. As a matter of fact, it was Johanna who encouraged Carl to start digging in the basement. Because it was Carl that uncovered the well underneath uh, the floorboards in that lower part of the building. Yeah. What? Okay, so... And, and once he uncovered that, that's when all hell broke loose. <laughs> Literally. So, Carl is handyman, bartender, lives, bar back, lives or on whatever. Premises. Lives on premises. And Bobby Mackey is his employer. Mm-hmm. And... One day, 
Carl decides, "Hey, boss, I'm gonna dig up the I don't basement." Think, I, don't, I don't think he probably. How did it work him. like that? Because the, where the well is is in a different area that you cannot access from inside the club. You have to go outside and go to another door for that part of the building. Oh, okay. So you don't think he told? I doubt he told him, but he did go around telling other employees and stuff about the experiences that he was having. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was digging, especially in the area near the well. And he was digging the well up, or digging. Uh, up he the just floorboard. tore the floorboards up and exposed the well because Johanna told him to. Spirits were telling him to do that. Spirits were telling something him something okay. drew him to tear those floorboards up in that right. part of the building and then discovered the well. Okay. Supposedly unleashing a portal hmm. through which more malevolent beings probably brought by the years of blood and stuff being dumped down that hole. And there's no telling you're talking about this thing's been around since the 1850s. 1850s. And what time did the pearl happen? Like- Pearl's 1896. Okay. And then Johanna comes around 1950s. in the 1950s. In the 50s. So we're okay. Then, then there was some shootings. Right. In the 70s. Some bad juju all around this place. Lots of negative energy. <laughs> Lots of it. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Roger Heath was a bartender there. And uh, he, he said he saw two small handprints on Carl's back as if he had been embracing a woman. He was being embraced, but he saw the handprints on the back. Handprints on his bare back. I am assuming that it was like the impression. Like on his shirt or something. You could see it. Like someone was embracing him. Interesting. That's weird. Uh, Several other employees had seen a headless woman. So we come back to Pearl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl was originally not a religious man, but he sprinkled holy water in the well on more than one occasion because someone advised him to do so. Instead of bringing the spirits at rest with the holy water, it made them agitated, uh, more aggressive. Hmm. All kinds of things flew off shelves. Lights would go on and off continuously. Employees would be attacked and scratched and hair pulling. Um, and then in the early 90s, Carl had an exorcism performed on him in the building. What? Okay, so... Because they believed he was possessed. This was not the Catholic Church that performed No, exorcism. no, this was because, some charismatic uh, type <laughs> situation. Because I know for a fact that the Catholic Church... Oh, no, it was not a Catholic priest. They typically will do their exorcisms in a church if it's a, if it's available. This is Kentucky. Or in a hospital. This is Kentucky. <laughs> Man, you just got us canceled by everybody. For- it's a beautiful state, and I look forward to visiting all your wonderful bourbon distilleries and your beautiful national parks. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? You could, because if you would like to see video of the exorcism in between the first visit of Ghost Adventures and the second visit in 2010, right? Uh, we'll just say it, Zach was able to find and locate video of the actual exorcism taken on the old, old school JBC, you know, mm-hmm. cameras. So you can actually so they watch, videotaped they it. videotaped it, and you can watch it. It's it's pretty uh, harrowing. Did he did he levitate like no you know, nothing like I'm not that? But he because... is on, he's on the ground screaming at the priest, preacher, reverend, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, in a voice that doesn't really sound like Carl. Uh, what was happening to him that he thought he was possessed? Does it, it say they just he was constantly being harassed okay. by uh, spirits and stuff? It, it became a pretty overwhelming situation for him. Okay. And he probably asked for this, but um, he's screaming. It's great marketing. <laughs> this body is not is mine. You know, and yeah. I mean, it was, it's pretty interesting. Hmm. Um, oh. at, at when they found the, we were able to dig up the videotape. They showed it to Bobby Mackey who had never seen it before. And he was pretty shook by it. Do, so do you think that Carl had any, uh, 
issues? No, but was Carl trying to um, monetize any of this? No, I don't think Carl made anything. I mean, he lived in a apartment above the club. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like he ever got wealthy. He could have had aspirations of selling this video someday. It didn't happen. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, Recently, I believe 2012, Carl passed away. Oh, so he rest uh, in peace. And and since he had he's passed, employees reported seeing him in the building. Oh, really? Um, there, I, I, there's a photograph which you can see if you if you uh, watch Jack Osborne and Katrina Wyman mm-hmm. show Portals to Hell. There's a they actually have a photograph. They didn't take it. It was taken by one of the many uh, people investigating in the building. Jack Osborne, Ozzy Osborne, Ozzy Osborne's son. son. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a picture. There is a face in the picture. By one of the columns holding up the building in the face looks, I mean, it does look like Carl. For real. For real. Uh, on Ghost Adventures Aftershocks, where they do a follow-up. <laughs> Zach will not return to the building. He won't go back in the building. Uh, he refuses to re-enter the building. But they, uh, so, one of the investigative team, the uh, resident paranormal team for this place, because that's that active that they actually have partnered with a Cincinnati-based paranormal team. So who who has partnered with... Bobby Mackey. Bobby Mackey, who is a skeptic, partners with... Well, I mean, you see an opportunity. He's he's a good businessman. So Bobby's looking at... He, he says that he did not want this to be like a ghost thing or something. He just wanted a country music club. But at some point... Uh, you can't. You uh, might five dollars well. is five dollars. You gotta own what you got. You know, five dollars is five dollars. He's gonna monetize well make it. something out of it. You know, uh, there was a, a a team who was doing EVP work there. They recorded a voice. I don't remember what he was saying, but I have heard it, and it. I don't didn't know Carl, but I've seen an extensive interview with Carl in the first Ghost Adventures trip there, mm-hmm. and uh, hey, boy, it sure sounds like Carl. Really, they played it for Bobby Mackey, and they, they said, "Oh yeah, that sure does sound like Carl." Oh wow! Um, Carl's apartment has been left the way it was, really mm-hmm. unused, and uh, every time someone goes to investigate or takes a tour or something, people always leave cigarettes as an offering as a gift for Carl. And so like there's a table in his apartment is covered with cigarettes that people have left for him. Cause he was a heavy smoker. He was a heavy smoker. Wow. Maybe that's why Carl's hanging around. Okay. So He's trying to smoke the cigarettes. Yeah. Free so cigarettes. Z- so ZB wouldn't go back ever. ZB said- won't go back because on the second trip, they got an EVP very clearly says, I'm going to kill Zach. Mm. Actually, it, it, to be clear, that was actually their third trip there because in 2009, they did a live event there with 25 fans. Mm-hmm. With them. Uh, but And it, it sounds like a, like a grade A, I'm going to kill Zach. It's gr- grade A plus. Is it? Wow. I'm okay. going to kill so, Zach. Is it in Carl's voice? <laughs> no, it's not Carl. Carl was still alive at the time when that. Oh, okay. So I know that, like, I've done... I did, you know, the the whole paranormal investigation ghost hunting thing for a long time. And there was only one place that I wouldn't go back, and it wasn't Bobby Mackey's. Of course, I never You've visited that You've never been to Bobby one. Mackey's. Huh? You've never been to I've Bobby Mackey's. I've never been to that one, but I know that. So I can respect that because there was one place that I just would not go back because it was so dark. But, you know, it's dark if they won't go back or if he won't go back in there. Yeah. So what Aaron about, went back in there, but he won't. What about the patrons? Because it's still an open. Oh, it's open. M- music place. Are there any patrons yes, that report? There are patrons what they... that reported being. There's uh, one I saw an interview with. He reported being uh, essentially assaulted in the bathroom, okay. which is what happened to Nick too. But right. he he was in the bathroom. He the trash can that he was going to throw his paper towel in after washing his hands went flying across the room. He turns around and is confronted with the uh, an apparition of a man in 
late 19th century clothing with a handlebar mustache. Later, he was shown photographs of uh, Pearl's murderers, and he identified the man as uh, Scott Jackson. Oh, wow. Uh, many people have been scratched and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think a lot goes, you know, during the time when music is playing, although there are reports that if the spirits don't like the band... For real? <laughs> For real. Then things will go flying, you know. And stuff That's a hard gig, man. When, you man, know, when, when you're being gig. judged by the paranormal. <laughs> you're being judged by people from beyond. When the ghosts don't like your music. Yeah. You, know. you out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, many of the guests that Ghost Adventures had brought with them on their live event mm-hmm. reported being attacked in their hotel rooms or, you know, by something followed them home. Oh, no. And then uh, when uh, Jack Osborne and Katrina Weidman went there, uh, they brought in my personal favorite celebrity psychic, the lovely and talented. I was going to say it's that hot chick. The lovely and talented (laughs) Cindy Kaza. God, she's gorgeous. Um, (laughs) Focus, John. Focus. She communicated with the spirits using automatic writing. Uh Uh-uh. that's right up there with Ouija board. Yeah. But, uh, she's after a medium. Their, it's fine. After their investigation, Jack goes back to LA. Katrina goes back to Philadelphia where she lives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a week later, on the exact same day, they both end up in the ER for different reasons, but they both end up in the emergency room on the same day, a week later after leaving the place. What did they end up in there for? They did not disclose their medical records on oh, okay. television. That's fine. <laughs> We just know that there are different reasons, but the same day. Different reasons, but the same day. One week post. One week after leaving, after doing their overnight. I don't. I don't believe I'd Bobby like to Mackey's. go to Bobby Mac. Well, you can. I tell you, you can book either a. You, there are ghost tours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can pay the thirty-five dollars for a one-hour tour, but if you would like to actually really investigate. You can get five hours the place to yourself for six hundred dollars, fifty dollar non refundable deposit, and five fifty cash up front. That doesn't seem like a lot to me. No, but I don't. I don't. How, I don't how know how much group, it costs. How large a group are you allowed? I believe to bring? up to twelve. Gosh, I get That's, really cheap. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I, I would split it between twelve people, but no, but um, and and a. a Gateway Paranormal in Cincinnati, I believe, is who they partner with. A, a tour guide from them will give you the brief rundown of the hotspot, show you 50, where everything is. If you take 12 people and 600, that's 50 bucks a that's person. Too right. many, that's, that's too many people, say. though. You don't want more than like four people in there. But uh, Is it small? No. You just don't want too much. You don't want any noise pollution you don't want oh right. listen to that bump no that's that, that's one of the other 50 people we brought in here that was know? only like when we would go we would only take like four people yeah you know i don't know i guess to me that seems pretty affordable considering all of these different paranormal people have yeah and you get the run of the place i mean the the, the tour guide will stay with you will stay there but they leave you alone they say okay it's all yours if you need anything i'll be here okay right? so we could we could load up you, me, John, and one other person, and we could hop in the pilot or the the MDX, and we could haul butt to Cincinnati, Ohio, or the Tacoma, or the Tacoma for now that we all know what everyone drives. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm gonna pick her car if we go <laughs> because she's the, it's the one most with luxurious. The, yeah. She's the one with all the the leather and the bougie stuff like that. So, but we could all hop in there with four people. One hundred and fifty dollars. We could have five hours. You still got to get Cincinnati and uh, pay for lodging in Cincinnati because Airbnb. Don't... So what? Cincinnati is the closest the to Wilder. Is that the idea? Since if you do Cincinnati, Ohio to Wilder, Kentucky on Google Maps, it says twelve minutes, eight miles. Okay. Well, from uh, <laughs> from where we live to Wilder, it is thirteen hours, twenty two minutes, eight hundred and eighty yeah. miles. That's a weekend trip, man. We could. 
It's called We Fly Our Asses to Cincinnati. But after you're five hours at Bobby Mackey's, then you're stuck in Wilder, Kentucky, or Cincinnati, Ohio. No offense. I bet we could even leave out of Shreveport. Yeah. But if I ever were to find it, it would be, uh, yeah, I'm not scared to go there. Right. I think I'd first like to go on Friday night when there's no cover. (laughs) No cover. (laughs) Bobby Mackey's. Hey, we right. can all fly round trip for $305 each. Oh, and they have a mechanical bull. 305 each. I'm not getting on a mechanical bull. <laughs> and you get a t-shirt But there is that says, a stop at IAH. So let's see. Let's see if we go from Houston to Hamilton. You can get a t-shirt that says, I rode the bull at Bobby Mackey's. Hey, I'm getting a t-shirt. If we go this, I'm getting a t-shirt. Oh, there is a, there's a sign hanging over uh, the front entrance of the building. It's a handwritten sign, right? And uh, it says, Warning to our patrons. This establishment is reported to be haunted. Management is not, in all caps, responsible and cannot be held liable for any actions of any ghost slash spirits on this premises. $168 a person round trip from, Houston, or, to, oh, Houston. from Houston to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. That ain't bad. Oh, but then you got to go to Houston. <sighs> Oh, Boy, wait, what wait. about Dallas? What about Love Field? What about flying? Uh, you're going to have to stop in Houston because you're going that direction. Probably. Let's see. Yeah, but Houston is south from us, and Cincinnati is north of us. Um, well, um, but you can't leave. Let me see. You can't leave out of Dallas without a. You should. It, it, and you want to use Alaska Air, not Southwest. Yeah. Uh, this, none of this was um, Southwest. Right. You go Love Field to. Uh, $437. Whoa, mama. Non-stop. If you wanted to stop, we could fly Frontier. It's probably better to drive because then you get to go through the, the distillery country. You get to see the horse country, the bluegrass stuff at Lexington. You get to, you know, see all the beauty. That That's true. Kentucky I mean, I, I'm no doubt. I would to like offer. to see the beauty. I'm just saying, if you needed to do it quick, it's a two-hour and nineteen out two-hour and nineteen-minute flight. But it is a popular spot. I mean, if you go and you actually go to the Google reviews or on TripAdvisor, there's lots of people. I've always wanted to go to the Bluegrass State, no doubt. I would bet that quite a bit of his business now is paranormal related. Oh, you know it is because, I mean, they've pumped that for so long. You don't see a lot of people on TripAdvisor talking about, oh, the music was fantastic. (laughs) Right. They're talking about, oh, I got touched or, you know, oh, I had an experience. Yeah, something followed me home. I mean, do they have good country song music there? I mean, it worth it? Uh, you I, don't mean, know. I mean, George Strait's probably not playing there. I'm not talking about George. I don't figure. It's usually going to be local. Just local stuff? Okay. I was wondering. And if you get real lucky, Bobby Mackey might be performing himself, which he has a song about Johanna. Does he? That he wrote, yeah. Okay, so I'm a huge... Bobby Mackey fan? You can go to his website. There's a website for the place. I'm a huge country music fan from way back because, you know, I grew up on it and my parents were... You know, playing in the clubs and the honky tonks and all that. I don't remember ever hearing a song by Bobby Mackey. Did he ever have anything that charted, or not that he didn't write good songs? It's just did he ever have anything that was a popular hit or anything like that? Not that I am aware of. But then again, I am no expert on country music, country music history, or country music at all. I I, would, I discover things all the time that I didn't know about, you know, uh, fair um, and young people like that. are like, Oh my God, this guy's great. I've never heard of him before my whole life until recently. Oh, fair and young. Really? I've only known fair and young because of Mike. Wind <laughs> me up. Anyway. Turn me on and watch me cry. For yeah. You. Yeah. Bum, great, great, song. great song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad, all together now. I'm glad that you discovered uh, fair and young because yeah. he is definitely uh... so we're saying definitely haunted yeah oh yeah Legitimate. way too many things have happened and so I'm looking at Bobby Mackey's website did they right cut now. sister's head off while they were there I wonder probably well, it was a couple of miles away where they found the body but if they threw her head down the well they probably dismembered her there I believe they dismembered her in the field and then took the head with them but the only part of dismemberment she had was her head, right? Right. 
but they left her shoes. They identified her by her shoes. Like, That's what crazy. kind of shoes does she wear? I bet you a hundred dollar bill that her name was in her Somehow shoes. Somehow in her shoes. Oh, okay. you know, like when we were kids, you know, we used to write our name in the back of our How jersey. How old was she? So somebody would say? steal I'm not it. Sure. But I can tell you that you probably, in 1896, somebody probably did not have like we do an entire closet full of shoes. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. So you probably did have her name written in it. Yeah, I mean, that was a thing, you know. Probably only had one or two pairs of shoes. And was she, she was in, 22. Was she in school as well? I do not believe so. She was not attending the uh, dental school. Okay, and that was what I was wondering if maybe that she was in she, school She was too, from so. Indiana. And, you know, like she's living in a dorm. and At the time of her murder, she had begun working as a Sunday school teacher. Mm. Sacrificed to the devil. Oh. <laughs> she had left her home in Greencastle, Indiana on January 28th, 1896, under the pretense that she was visiting a friend in Indianapolis. But really, she was going to get an abortion. Mm. Wow. Um, see, Friday nights, everyone over 21 admitted free before 9 p.m. 18 to 21 allowed with proper ID. <laughs> of course, proper ID. Not the fake stuff. Freebie Friday's doors open at 7. Hmm. There's a separate link on here to Paranormal, and it takes you to Gateway Paranormal's website, and they actually handle all the ghost tour stuff. That's the people that Bobby Mackey yeah, that partnered with. As their resident, the official paranormal team of Bobby Mackey. Oh, the official, role. yeah. Let's see, they're proud to welcome uh, Penny Gilly on April 22nd. And I assume that's some kinfolk to... Mickey? Mickey. Maybe. And Jerry Lee and Jimmy Swaggart. Could be. Saturday, May 6th, they're excited to be joined by uh, Scott Dawson. Don't know that name. Never heard of him. Um, so this isn't like a an A club. Well, no, I don't know. Scott Dawson might be the best. I mean, he's got an awesome shirt on in this thing. He's got one of those cool pearl snaps with the roses embroidered in. You know those nudie shirts. You know? <laughs> I got some Porter Wagner man, clothes. We all wore those. <laughs> you didn't have I to be anybody those. special. I love those. Always wanted one of those with the roses and stuff on it. Oh, did you? Yeah. With the pearl snaps? I wear a lot of pearl snaps anyway. I the, used to wear winter, pearl yeah. snaps when I got paid to wear pearl snaps. but It's my favorite thing. You don't have to fiddle with buttons. and you just, that, Yeah, that's true. It, it's very sexy when you like rip it apart and show your chest hairs and everything. So we're going to go. We're going to continue. Because <laughs> we got the first part of that. Uh, Speaking of pearl... She apparently was decapitated while alive. Yeah, I read that as well, yeah. Hmm. And um, her body was identified by the tag in her custom-made shoes from Greencastle, Indiana. In Indiana. (laughs) Yep. They were both hanged for her murder. Both of them. And as well they should have been. Yeah. So. Custom-made shoes. So if you want Sweet to be identified, pearl. make sure you have custom-made shoes. So do you have... We just got DNA now, so you don't have to... Right. Fingerprints, if you've ever been printed. Do you have so, a um, a listener story tonight? I do. Okay. I do. Speaking about so who's paintings. Our, who's our listener story from? Well, you don't have to tell her name, but... Um. This one is from someone that I know, and it is about, um, before we've talked about children, like your child that is in his past, new ghosts. Been able to see spirits, yes. Yes, that you didn't use the term ghost, he didn't know it was, he just said. So I think that, since we're on that topic, I think that the... My belief is that because children are closer to the veil because they've just crossed over the veil into the living. Mm-hmm. And just like old people who are on their way out, and you know, they're closer to the veil because they're about to leave. Or people who have had NDEs, like uh, or someone, we someone who has an NDE and has crossed through that veil. But I had a, I've had lots of hospice nurses tell me 
that the those that are about to cross over, you know, often see their their family members, and I've experienced that too with with my own family, where they could they would see their their loved ones come to to greet them and help them across through the veil, and I think children have just crossed over the veil, and I, I don't think they've learned that you know you're you're supposed to be scared of spirits or well it depends on if you're Bobby Mackey's or not well that's true but I mean but we think that the that the veil you know is thinnest when you're young and when you're older because you're at the the outer edges of your life and so yeah my son used to talk to my dad all the time and you know but you were telling the story, and I totally walked all over that. So this is about her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, when my daughter was about two, my husband was gone most of the time for work, so it was often just me and her home alone. We had a strict routine and went to bed the same time every night, went through a routine and stuck to it. I often sat in her room holding her long after she would fall asleep because it was the longest amount of time I would get to spend with her during the week because of work. One night, I rocked her after I thought she was asleep for about 30 to 45 minutes. She hadn't moved. Her eyes were closed, breathing even, just like she was asleep. All of a sudden, she sat straight up, turned around, and waved her little hand and said bye-bye, then laid back down. She used to tell us all the time that she met her uncle, who had died two years before she was born. And when we asked if she could tell us details about him and his features... Or when, when we'd ask her if she could tell us any details about him, she would describe his features that were not seen in pictures around our house. For example, they would say, did your uncle have hair? She would say no. In all of our pictures around the house, he's wearing a hat or is younger and had hair. But when he passed, he had been shaving his head. So there's no way she would have known that, that he didn't, he have, didn't hair. have hair. As she got older, she stopped talking about him. He used to tell us when he was alive, he couldn't wait until we had had a kid. Um, Also, because I know this person, she's also told me, and she says here, several other people have told me they could sense him in our home. So they were all friends, like in college. It was, it's my friend and her husband, and it's her husband's brother that passed away. And um, Hmm. they have mutual friends that there's that still come to the house. And one of their friends won't go to the bathroom, which is next to her daughter's room, which is where this happened. And when asked why she won't go to the bathroom, they said, because we sense him in there. I feel like he's in there. Yeah, but when you got to go, you got to go. They go to the master. She won't, they won't go back there. Like there's something about, because they have it kind of like how we do where, it's like the master's in one part of the house and then the other bedrooms are on the other side. The, mother and so the mother-in-law. Daughters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like her daughter's in the mother-in-law portion and the friends say that they can sense him back there. So they won't go back there. So. Um, but these are his friends. These are his friends. But I think it's one of those things that if you're not like welcome to that, they just, they feel weird about him. Or they don't want there. him looking at them using the bathroom. I mean, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with that. Be weirded out about that. But. I know when I, when I get to be a ghost, that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to hang you're out. going to hate the, the bathroom. I'm going to hang in the girl's locker room. Oh. That's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> of course you will. So I thought that was interesting. In, She's in college, told- of course, where it's completely legal. Yeah. <laughs> She's told me this story before, so I mean, I think it's um, it's just crazy when they when you say, "Well, describe them," and they describe something completely opposite of what they've seen in a picture, mm-hmm. and it's just like, okay, so uh, the when Michael used to talk about my dad coming to visit him, and he would talk about, uh, he said that. Uh, I would a- I ask him, you know, one time I said, so you, uh, Papa comes to visit you? Because yeah, I'd ask him straight up. I said, who are you talking to? And he said, Papa. And I said, well, how do you know that, um, or, you know, I asked him, I said, um, you talk to Papa? And he said, yeah. He said, but he always, and he was in a bunk bed at the time. And he stayed on the, he slept in the bottom bunk. And um, so he, I asked him, I said, so you, you talk to Papa when he comes? He says, yeah, but he stays on the top bunk because his feet don't touch the floor. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know. But you can tell that, the you know, that her daughter's not scared of him. No. You know, and it's. 
I don't know. I feel like that. I don't know. That just gives me some kind of reassurance. You know, in one of the podcasts we've done recently, where uh, there was that kid that was like Popo. Yeah, he's talking Popo. You know, Popo. Oh, the video that we and did. He's waving to him, and and he's looking up. Hey, Popo. You know, and it's like and the mom's like, "Who? Who? What? Huh? You know." And the They're mom's completely scared. freaked out, but the kid wasn't freaked out at all. You know, the kid's like, hey, that's my pawpaw, you know, that's normal. Yeah. So, anyway. That's my story. It's a good story. And you're sticking to it. I am. And I'm sticking to it. So, tell us about our drink again. What did we drink tonight? Casamigos Añejo. Casamigos Añejo. Tequila. And this is owned by who? Clooney. Clooney, George Clooney. And it is stellar for celebrity. Not that celebrities can't make good tequila, but let's be honest. Yeah, that's that's good tequila, though. <laughs> There's that's some good. of them out there that are just kind of like... Uh, I've heard that the, that Dwayne The Rock Johnson's yes. is good. I can vouch... <clears throat> okay. Terramana. I would say that I can vouch for that. However, um, I, I um, had it in a jello shot i don't know i had never had a tequila jello shot did you just graduate college yes absolutely don't i look like it Um, actually i can i can attest i was at that same party and we were wearing ugly sweaters we sure were it's christmas it was christmas time it was but i was the only one that was having the green ones because the green ones were the tequila ones green jello sucks well it does but i can't do vodka so i was Drinking, I was, I would, nobody else wanted the tequila. I was like, who, what kind of tequila is this? This is pretty good because you can taste the liquor in jello shots. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever had a jello shot. You should really do it. We should, we should make some jello shots. I don't, I'm sure, honestly, because they're making jello shots, I'm sure it was Telamana and I'm sure, or Terramana, excuse me, I'm sure it was Plata, I'm sure it was the silver Mm -hmm. because why else would you put really good tequila in jello shots? (laughs) Right. But I'll tell you, I had quite a bit. I don't remember how many I had, but I did. I mean, I, I think that's why the, the night ended had a lot. The night ended with me laying in the yard, throwing the ball for the she, dog in my she ugly had sweater. A lot because she was in the yard, laying down against the fence, going, "Look at all the pretty stars!" No, the lights. I was <laughs> looking oh, at the lights. Christmas lights. Christmas lights. I'm sorry. The lights. Christmas and I was throwing lights. the dog. I was throwing the ball I think for you the dog. Use vodka for Jello shots because it's tasteless. Uh, here's what I think. Vodka do. doesn't agree with my system. We should do a show. Isn't we should point. do a podcast of Jello shots and nothing uh. but Jello shots filling this area right here. And we just one Jello <laughs> shot after. We the gotta other. keep a, a steady flavor though, because uh, we are adults. Uh, yeah, but We're that would be adult. really what? fun. So adults can't have fun. That would be they really can, fun. But I don't know. Do you realize never... how wasted we would be by the end of that show? Well, we might as well make a bucket of coon dog. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Huh? Coon dog, it's when Coon you take it's Everclear and Kool-Aid. No, that's called trash can punch, homie. Maybe it's in Coon Michigan or wherever. Michigan, no. Stuff. I went to school in Minnesota. But, but in no. Texas, that's Coon Dog. <laughs> hey, but when I say trash can punch and a bad experience and how I do not touch any tropical punch ever since then, they all know okay, what I'm talking about. Now, what kind of rookie mistake did you make, though? Fess up. I ate the fruit. What? I ate uh, we the fruit. Eat, we, we couldn't quite hear you. I ate the fruit. Up you north, you fruit. put fruit in trash can yeah. punch. And you ate the fruit, which soaked up good. the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. never put fruit in the coon yeah, dog. It's always thing. just red Kool-Aid and everything. That's what they do up north. <laughs> like sangria. Let's just put yeah. some fruit in there. Except with Everclear. And let me tell you what, I ate that fruit, and I regretted that decision. I don't touch tropical I have punch to this. Ever, I've held a lighter in front of my mouth before in college and blown Everclear out of my mouth like a dragon. Like, mm. Oh, did you really? Yeah. yeah, me and Everclear, yeah. we're not friends. I don't, I don't, I don't mess with that anymore. <laughs> I don't. It's not good. Okay, so we had Casamigos. We talked about Bobby we'll Mackey's. To, we'll have to do Terramana sometime. Yeah, I'd like absolutely. to try it. We'll have to do. Um, so we talked about Bobby Mackey's whole Bobby to Mackey's hell. music world and his portal to hell. In portal the to hell. His hole to hell. To hell. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> Holy hell. That's the well. It's the hole to hell. And so we did Casamigos, and we talked about. Um, a little spooky story of the uncle. What's his name? Uncle. Brian. Uncle. Mm-hmm. Uncle Brian. That's mm-hmm. it. Uncle Brian. Mm-hmm. And the little girl who waved at him. Hi there. Hi there. 
So no, she <laughs> said bye bye. Yeah, bye bye. So let's talk about all our um, places we want folks to go to visit. Uh, we got YouTube videos out there on paranormal dash spirits. Uh, we've got TikTok. We've got Instagram. We've the Chinese got, have all your TikTok too. <clears throat> whatever. We've got Twitter. We've got what else do we have? Facebooks. Facebooks. Oh, booze on, with benefits. All of the Facebooks. All the Facebooks on Facebooks. It's booze with benefits. B double B double O S. So we got booze with benefits on Facebook. We got the Instagrams. We got the the YouTubes. We got the Twitters. We got the TikToks. There's tweeting. There's talking. Yeah, we got the whole world. Tubing. <laughs> Wow. The internet is a series of tubes, but we are on the U tubes. That's right. (laughs) All right. So, anything else we need to bring up before we close for the night? No. I like this tequila. That is good tequila, isn't it? All right. Good night, everyone. Cilantro. Cilantro. Cilantro.